0: It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls.
1: These power rankings were recorded on December 6th and debuted on December 8th on the USPHL's YouTube channel. After an entire week of USPHL hockey, which rankings stood up to the test? Find out by listening to this week's episode. And remember, you can join the conversation by tweeting to us at the underscore Dan K Show on Twitter or going to at the Dan K Show on Facebook and Instagram.
0: What's going on, hockey fans? It is the most exciting time of the year. Power Rankings Week, baby. Time for the elite and premier best of the best to rise to the top, the cream of the crop. It's Power Rankings time. Dan K here, time to talk elite. Premier, tough. It's tough to do this alone. You know, to carry the weight of the power rankings of the USPHL all by your lonesome. It's almost like I need a fellow hobbit to bring the ring through the Shire all the way to the dooms of Mordor. He is my right hand man. He is my consigliere. He is the carrier of the Danke shows. Potatoes, Samwise Gamgee. What's going on, Samwise?
1: Oh boy! <laughs> sure, yeah, no that 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 feels right. Uh, I I may not be able to carry the show, but I will certainly carry you, Dan. That is exactly the vibe I bring to this. Um, this was a tough one. I, I think. I mean, we say that every week, but I think it's getting tougher and tougher in the Premier Division because you're seeing a lot of really good competition, right? When the power rankings are easy, that's not always, that's not a good thing, right? We want the power rankings to be difficult because that means that there's a lot of parity. So it's going to be a fun one. Might get a little contentious, but uh, we've got some history being made this week, which is always fun. Some new teams getting involved in the mix and uh, a lot of good games coming up.
0: Just like a pirate ship with Captain Hook on it, things are getting a little parity.
1: Squawk.
0: That was a good joke right there, Lucas, wasn't it? It It's pretty good. (laughs) grammatically it didn't make sense but i'll give it to you yeah we'll try our best but what does make sense is that it's time to get to the nitty-gritty let's start the usphl elite power rankings today's elite power rankings brought to you by the fine folks at body trick that's body-trick.com go there today penalty kill spray to take the smell out of your stinky locker room or your hockey equipment stop storing it outside and bring those good smelling vibes back it kills the bad odors it kills the bad bacteria and it brings your hockey gear back to life and back to the indoors for the winter season go to body-trick.com today to find out more about the penalty kill spray and all their offerings at body trick who's got the trick at number 10 this could have been the rockets hockey club this could have been the tampa bay juniors Basically had to flip a three-sided coin on this one, Lucas, which I had to look a long way to find. We got the Bridgewater Junior Bandits who come in at number 10. Luca Bruns in net has been leading the way for this team. Docanto with 31 points. Liam Norton with 28. Timmy Luna, this guy is as good as the moon, with 21 points there at the left wing. Kyle Wilson has been a superstar. Nathan Souza, Sean Heritage, Vince Contreras. This team, they're the real deal when it's all clicking, Lucas.
1: Yeah, I think that's the big thing, right? It's it's when when they've got it all working together, they are, are, are really dangerous. And they've got it all working right now on a five-game win streak here, putting up some good offensive numbers as well. 98 goals four. That's good for best in the New England division. And they've got some good wins under their belt as well. And this is a team that's beaten the Bruins, beaten the picks, the Aviators, and IHC as well. There are some losses on the card, but they're strong losses, right? There's nothing in there that's an alarm bell. And so I think this is a team that that as they continue to play through the season, they gel a little bit, uh, they're, they're going to keep moving. Yeah, and you look at it, defense
0: has been the story, a plus-12 goal differential. You compare that to their two divisional counterparts there in the race for the top spot in the division. Each has seven games still in hand on this Bandits team. The Cyclones, they're plus-64. IHC, they're plus-35. We'll probably hear about those two teams a little later in these power rankings. This Bandits team, the Trash Pandas, they're going to have to steal some goals away if they're going to continue to give them up at this rate. Luca Bruns will continue to be the key to success for the boys in Bridgewater. Let's go to number nine. It's a first-time franchise history moment here for the Palm Beach Typhoon Lucas, their first-ever time cracking the top 10 in the Elite, nine, eight, zero, 8 0 0 the season with 18 points. This Palm Beach team has been hot of late though.
1: Yeah. You know, you look at the standings, you see fourth place, right? You see, you see nine and eight on the wins loss, but it was one of those things where as I was researching other teams in the division, you kept seeing lost to Palm Beach, lost to Palm Beach, lost to Palm Beach. And you start to think, well, you know, the power rankings is where are you now, right? And where this Palm Beach team right now is that they haven't lost in November. Right. They've beaten the infantry. They've beaten the juniors, the Florida junior blades, the Eels. They beat the juniors and the Eels by a score of seven to four. These aren't ticky tack victories at all. You know, these are these are these are big wins over big teams and, and they're rolling right now. They're, they're doing a great job.
0: How about Sean Bolton for this team? He's got 29 points. Bolton at the lead of the uh, the team roster and points for two year 2005. You know, year 2004, Lucas Nichols, 18 points. Rocco Giomarco at year 2005 with 12. Aaron Lentz in 05. Braden Curry in 05. Brendan Grinchbun, a 2007 birth year with seven points of his own. Come on. Like, this is a super young team. You, you don't see this. This isn't an elite team. That's taken a big swing going for it all this season. This is an elite team that's building it from the ground up. Coach Flans, both Coach Flanagan's went out and they, they got a young team, a young roster to put together in the elite. They're doing it right. And with young rosters, this is what the Tampa Bay Juniors always do so well too in this division. Young rosters bring success as the season moves on. Palm Beach only getting better each and every week at number nine. Let's go to number eight. And who needs a knight in shining armor? Everybody does. How about the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Knights out of the the division? There, this is this is a team, Lucas, that they can score in punches. They can beat you defensively. They can kind of win both styles a game.
1: Yeah, and I think that's been a huge key to their success, right? They have 121 goals for, 54 goals against. That differential is absolutely huge, right? You talk about a 67 goal differential. That is a lot of t- that is a lot of goals in the right direction. Eight one 0 one in their last ten as well. They're cleaning up. Right. They're beating tough teams. They've they've beaten the hitmen, the Rockets hockey club. They are they're getting it done in the mid-Atlantic. And I think when you l- watch the team play, you kind of get a sense of of why they're so good. And it's because they they play really well as a unit.
0: Yeah, you look at this Wilkes Bear team, 17-3-1-0. When you compare their goal differential with some of the top competitors in their division, plus 67 against minus one, plus 13 and minus two, or plus two, sorry. That's just that shows you. Against those divisional opponents in the Mid-Atlantic, they're dominating. Jason DiMatteo, 35 points in the year, 26 goals for DiMatteo. Forget about Amadeus, Amadeus. It's more Di Mateo at this time. Eric McHale, 26 points for him. Maverick, Rudolph, a young skater we've watched for years now, a year 2004, still continuing to have success here with this wilkes Bear team. Brody Best with 22, Robert Nabosny, Jonathan Morgan, Sammy Pfeiffer, man, Joe Katarski with 10 points in the left wing. This is a team that's got a little bit of veteran leadership mixed with again, a lot of that young flair. Watch out for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Knights. This is certainly going to be a team that has national title or bust on their mind coming the end of the season. Number seven, we had the Knights. And if I had to, if I had to battle a Knight, I'd probably want to like have a, have a younger group. You know what I mean? Like a, like a new age type military, maybe led by Lucas, a general. How about the Richmond generals at number seven?
1: Yeah. Richmond, Richmond coming in at number seven. They've, they've struggled a little bit. They've struggled in a, in a very strong division with a very strong schedule. So that always has to get weighted, right? Strength of schedule is always a bit of a consideration here. Struggling in their last 10, four, six, and oh, but I, I think all the pieces are certainly there. They've had an interesting month. They've split with the Rush and with the Rockets Hockey Club, two and two against the Rush, one and one against the Rockets Hockey Club. So I I think that this is a this is a squad that just needs a little bit of time. When you're in the South, when you're in that Southeast division, you you can you can get a month of survival out of it right before you get back to thriving. I think this might be a survival month, month for Richmond.
0: Yeah, it's been injuries, right? We saw it in Bridgewater earlier this season. I folks like in the Richmond Generals, they've been dealing with injuries on this roster. And and when you when you deal with injuries, you need a lot of guys to step up. And guys are starting to do that, right? And as those guys step up in the roles that they, they weren't expected to step into early on in the season, as you get healthy, as guys start to come back, the Shamburgers of the world, all of a sudden you're you're a world beater. So this is a team at seven right now that with a full roster by the end of the season, their full complement this could be a number one, right? It, you don't, don't trust the paper tiger, right? Don't trust the Trojan horse coming up to the gates. That's what Richmond is. They are a champion hidden around kind of this mache, right? Simon Crinken net 2.14 goals against the nine, two, three saves percentage. He's got a shutty on the year. Wesley Wilding, Brady Kangas, Owen Cross, like the deluminator. Eight and eight, even scoring. I always talk about my favorite players are even in scoring. Goals and assists, even out at this level of a game, when you can do both things and an even portion, it's so important. 16 points for him, two and two. He's a year 2005. The Richmond Generals, seven now, but watch them climb. This is a team I wouldn't be surprised to see continue to move up the ladder. Let's go to number six. 13-4, 1-1 with 28 points in the season, a plus 35 goal differential. The Islanders Hockey Club, Lucas, out of the New
1: England region. Yeah, and IHC is is having themselves a pretty good season so far. They've got the goal differential, right? The Islanders Hockey Club, look, they're always going to score a lot of goals. They're always going to play great defensively. The the two places where they struggled, the, the two losses they have against the Bandits and the Cyclones, right, have been the last two games that they've played. Uh, and they've both been a little bit of defensive issues, right? Giving up six goals to Bridgewater, giving up five goals to Northern. So, you know, as long as IHC can keep that defensive number down, they're a team that can grind and they they can battle. I think this, this season has shown that those two games are probably aberrations at this point. You look at Anthony Lacroix. And he
0: is just cracking pucks out of the net here. This is a guy that says au revoir to pucks all day. 2.40 and 9.13. He's got two shutouts on the season. Nick and leading away with 23 points. Dylan Reynolds, Matthew truck You got Logan Cavalcanti with 20 points in He's 1.25 a game. Jack Roberts with 16 points on the season. You know, you look at Justin Panuski. This is a defenseman with 14 points. Like This is another, another team, a little bit of veteran leadership mixed with a lot of youth. At the elite level, which is what you're going to see in this USPHL elite, you got to watch out for Owen Brea anytime he can get to you. Joshua Hewitt, this is a team in IHC that, again, come Nationals time, we saw them in the Cyclones. We undervalued the New England region too much last season, Lucas. We undervalued it at this elite level. Yep. They got the Nationals, and they showed us up. Both IHC and Northern advanced to the semifinals. The only division with two teams from the same division in the semifinals. They got that done. Let's go to number five. We go down to Florida. I look out my window. Nope, they're not waiting for me at the door here, Lucas, but they are the Florida Eels at number five.
1: Yeah, the the Eels six, three, oh, and one in their last ten. Um Competitive division, Florida division, Florida Eels organization, they, you know, they they take advantage of having elite and premier, right? Guys move around a little bit. Guys will, will get some experience at both. But right now, I think there's, this is a team that's pretty solid in what they're doing, right? 80 goals for, 60 goals against, good wins against the juniors, Mad Hatters, Florida Junior Blades. And then you have some losses against the juniors and Atlanta as well. But the whole the whole division is good. The whole division is tough. They move guys around a lot. So I, I think the Florida being as consistent as they are is a really good sign.
0: Yeah. Lorenzo Marquetta, 22 points in the year for him, the year three. Jacob Gobu, you know, he, he's he gone here. But you look at Alexander Klingerman, Adamo Dure, you you're talking about Chermak Gagnon, Bailey Kaiser, such a big addition this year for this team. In net, the Eels get the job done every day. Grady Duden, who's the dude meister with some of the best hair in the game at eight points on the season. Sean Burke at the blue line with seven assists. There's a lot of balance in this team. And, you know, you talk to you talk to the coaching staff there, you talk to the Scarpaches, and like the Eels, it's always about development, right? So it's like this time of year. They're not, you don't win the national championship just yet. You win the national championship one day at a time, and they understand that. And this is an organization that is absolutely salivating, not just at the elite, but at the premier as well, to try to raise the cup at both levels. And I think they've got the capability to do it. They've got the ability to win games. This Eels team is the real deal. Watch out for Florida. Next up, these next three teams, Lucas, I almost feel like we have to release them at the same time because. Yeah. There was no way to really break this up. You've got at number four, the Potomac Patriots, at number three, the Charlotte Rush, at number two, the Carolina Junior Hurricanes. I can already hear Rush fans saying, well, we just beat Carolina twice. Yeah, but Carolina's been defensively one of the most sound teams in the country and one of the most sound teams in the history of the USPHL Elite defensively. Potomac might be saying, hey... We've dealt with the rush before, too. Well, guess what? At this point, Potomac has the nearest chance to move themselves up because they're going to play against Carolina right away here, Lucas. These three teams, 2, 3, and 4, I mean, you could flip a coin. You could throw Dan K up in the air and see what he lands on and just decide who's number 2, 3, and 4. That's how good all three are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think at this point, when you have teams that are all offensively capable, when you have teams that are, have all been good in their last 10 Right. You've the the rush seven, three, and oh Carolina Junior Canes seven, two, and one, and you have Potomac at nine, one and oh. I just think that you find yourself in a situation where you got to look at what differentiates them. And it's the defense that differentiates them in some respect, right? The junior canes having an historically good season on the defensive end, the rush defense maybe not where they'd like it to be right now, right? Especially when you isolate them in that pot of three. So I think that's a differentiating factor. But again, it's it's a situation where it seems like every time we've got a chance to really rank a a toss up. These teams are going to play each other. They're going to keep playing each other. They're going to keep trying to prove us wrong. And I'm sure at some point this is going to switch around. But the fact that all these teams are in a pot of three shows you where they're at. What
0: I can promise you about the southeast as I stomp all over you is that they're going to stomp on each other, too. And no matter what we pick. There is so much talent in this group of three right here. And, and you can add the generals into it as a group of four right now that it just you can flip a coin any night about who's gonna win. I keep saying it, but like you look at this Carolina team, Jacob Gifford, Luke Moses, Tristan Sene, like Colby Markham, Braden Strong, Nathan Rhodes, Carter Radosta. Like he's gotta love this team. You you got Matuadan like in net for this team. It don't stop there. On the other side, you got Charlotte, who's got Evan Crawford, who's 920-1, and 1.40 goals against 944 stage percentage. He's gotten shut out four times this season already. Spencer Barrow, Ben Pearson, Yanni Satsoulis, two of their three of their top five scorers, point getters on Charlotte are defensemen. Ben Pearson, Wesley Schweitzer, Wilder Outman. Like they they rely a lot on the blue line to score. And that's kind of why you're seeing that little fallback on the on the defensive end, right? Because they're they're pushing forward a lot. They've got guys in the play. On the Potomac side of things, they're at first place in the division. Yes, Carolina's got a couple games in hand, but Varga se- uh, "Like, uh, see me. Like, you look at Hannah. You look at Georgevich. Like, you look at Whalen. Like, Be- him it, This is a team that doesn't stop. Varga's a top point getter in the entirety of the league, with over two a game. Five po- power play goals. Five power play assists. Two shoot short handed goals. Two short handed assists. He's got a game winner. He's got thirty assists on the season. He's Johnny Appleseed. Like." There's not a lot separating these guys. Edward Caven, they've got their own net-minding superstar with a 941 saves percentage of 194 goals against seven and two on the year. There is no way right now that you can make an absolute clear statement about who the best team in that division is. And that is where we got to. It's two Carolina, three Charlotte, four Potomac. I could have gone three Potomac, four Charlotte. We go this way right now because Charlotte beat Carolina. Most recently there. That's what we sit at.
1: Let's go to number one. Yeah. Number one, you, you astute viewers might know who's coming up next, but it's the Northern Cyclones and they are just a dominant, the most dominant, continuously dominant force right now in the elite. 31 goals allowed, 95 goals for nine, one and oh, in their last 10, they're cleaning up their steamrolling teams they are they are in complete control right now every time they step on the ice they have allowed the least goals in the league with 31 allowed
0: they've got a 90% success rate in pk a 24% success rate on the power play that's tops in their division and both stack categories Everybody that they're competing with, like Carolina's at a 90.7. They're one successful power uh, penalty kill above them. They're 25% of the power play. They're one successful power play above them. So they're basically even there with them. You look around the league. They're they're better than the Florida Eels in those special teams categories. They're doing better than Wilkes-Barre right now in the special teams categories. They're doing better than IHC or the Bandits. They're doing better than anybody else in this top 10 or, in the, yeah, in this top 10 in the elite. Other then carolina who's got them by one stack category in each and when you look at it i mean northern's just they've done all the little things right and maximilian pierce might be the best netminder in the elite right now 8-1-0 two shutouts 951 saves percentage this cyclones team no one's proven to me that they're not the best team in the country just yet josh bruno jonathan patch Austin Larson, like this team doesn't stop Brady Mall down there to left defenseman mm-hmm. with 13 points. I love what this team has. I think this is a vendetta season for the Northern Cyclones. I think they felt like they had a chance on home ice to raise yep. a cup last year. And it just got, a, it got away from early, right? Richmond jumped out and Northern never backed down. Like you look at the scoreboard, like eight, five, like you feel like, oh man, Richmond ran away with it. They just ran away early, right? Richmond wins the national championship. They earned the national championship, but Northern's got to feel deep down that they had a shot. Lucas, like they had a chance to try to raise that cup somewhere along that line. They're going to have a second chance it this year at number one.
1: Yeah. And there's an interesting, interesting fact here for you, Dan, in the, in the uh, 19 games that Northern has played, they've only given up more than two goals, three times, once in a seven to five win over the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Knights once in an overtime loss to the Bridgewater Junior Bandits, three to two, and once in a loss to the Islanders Hockey Club, six to three. Those are the only times they've given up more than two goals in a game. So this feels like a revenge tour. It feels like, and again, it feels like a continuation, right? This feels like the Northern team we've watched last year. They're doing the same thing this year. And they've got some good games coming up. I'm excited to see them continue and finish out the season. And then a uh, little postseason play as well. Toughest thing they're going to deal with in Northern. They're not going to get tested by the Southeast or Florida
0: yep. at all until they reach Nationals. So they won't get a chance to get that litmus test that you might see in most years with that winter showcase halfway through the season. So they're going to go into Nationals kind of blind here to those two, three, four, five, seven, nine, all those teams behind them here in the top 10 that have been playing each other all season long, right? So that'll be an interesting thing to see. That also can benefit Northern, right? The Southeast and the Florida teams not getting a chance to be on the ice with them. Could fall into the same boat. We will see your top 10. The Northern Cyclones back at number one, Coach Tim Plummer. Still disappointed that Chris Pratt got the role of Super Mario above Tim Plummer. Most disappointing storyline of the year. Number two, the Carolina Junior Hurricanes. Number three, the Charlotte Rush. At four, the Potomac Patriots. Five, the Florida Eels. Six, the Islanders Hockey Club. Seven, the Richmond Generals. Eight, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Knights. Nine, for the first time in franchise history, the Palm Beach Typhoon. Congratulations to the Flanagans on that one. Love what's going on there in Palm Beach. And the Bridgewater Junior Trash Pandas at number 10. Premier coming up next. we got to take a quick breather. i got to get more coffee. And we come back with a top 20 in the premiere.
1: The Dan K Show would like to thank all of our incredible sponsors, including our presenting sponsor, the Pueblo Bulls. For more information, go to www.dancashow.com and visit us at the underscore Dan K Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok.
0: All right, hockey fans, we've put the elite behind us now. Congratulations to the Northern Cyclones yet again. We get into the premier. Let's let's get ready for it. Power rankings. Let's do it. Premier power rankings coming at you right now. We start at number twenty. There were forty-three teams that I had on my list of potential top twenty teams. That is how much insanity there has been across the USPHL Premier. At number twenty, I almost put Motor City here. Instead, it's the Carolina Junior Hurricanes. Lucas.
1: Yeah, and a quick note about Motor City. They've got a good month to prove why they should have been included, right? They've got they've got games against the Cougars, Squatch havoc mullets so really a month to get after it for you uh you motor city boys but for the carolina junior canes they have gotten after it they've been 7-3 you in their last 10 uh, you know the defense not where it is in the elite right now they're a little bit closer in terms of that goal differential but they play in a tough division and they're winning hockey games lucas i'm pretty sure you watched a different version
0: of the wizard of oz and i did cougar squash havoc mullets is not what she said i think you're watching tigers and bears online. <laughs> But I'll tell you, this Carolina team, 15-7-0-0, 30 points on the year, a plus-18 goal differential. Not exactly where they want to be right now in the season. They're going to have an Astero Showcase chance to really solidify their season as well. Ethan Hop, Zach Nichols, Matthew Perry, Ryan Grant burying pucks in the back of the net. You look at Tone just there, the defenseman with 16 assists on the season, Cornell Cabus. This is a Carolina team that is legit. Look at Chmelik, who's got a 915 saves percentage in net along with Max Geddes. This Carolina team, they could go up from here. They could also go down from here. This month is going to tell a lot for Carolina at 15 and 7. It's time to get to work. You don't want to be the fourth seed in that Southeast postseason playoff I'm on a number 19. We got to move quick here. We got a lot of teams to get through at Number 19 for the first time all season, and for the first time in three years. The Boston Junior Bruins cracked the power rankings in the Premier.
1: Yeah, this is a Junior Bruins team that likes to play a close game. They grind it out, man. They have plus-10 goal differential, but 57 goals for 47 goals against. 8-2-0 in their last 10. They're winning the close games. They're keeping games close. And when you have good defense, Dan... You keep yourself in games where normally you'd fall down early. I like the way this Junior Bruins team is put together. They're cleaning up inside their division. They've got losses against good teams. I think you have all the recipe for a team that does crack the top 20. Yeah, and it was a toss-up between them or IHC for this 19 spot for Lucas and I, and,
0: and Boston's 2-0 against them. I mean, you've done yeah. what you need to do. That's how you get that spot. If you, you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. That's up to IHC the rest of the way. You want to talk about winning close games? Look no further than Dominic Bovan. Bovan, 411 shots faced, only 23 have gotten by him. He's 9 1 1. He's got a 203 goals against and a 9 4 4 saves percentage. That's why you're winning close games. Jake Terra, 18 points on the year for him. Luke Evers, Devin Oliver, Riley LeBlanc. Like, this is a team where you just don't see guys putting up a zillion points, right? It's it's balance and scoring through and through from top to bottom in this roster. This junior Bruins team is difficult to deal with in that New England division. They're going to be difficult to deal with all season long. I think this is a 19 that we might see climb even higher after the next month of hockey here coming out of the winter break. Let's go to number 18. They were in the top 10. They were out of the top 10. They were in it. They were out of it. They're back in it again. The River Kings are floating down the river like Rowdy on a Sunday afternoon. Rowdy the River King, that is.
1: Wisconsin Rapids at number 18. Yeah, Wisco had themselves an, an, an okay last 10. I think they're 500 in their last 10, five and five. But again, you talk about a team that keeps it close, right? Sixty-eight goals for, sixty goals against, but big-time wins. Wins against the havoc, the squatch, the moose, and then losses against the havoc, the squatch, and the moose. But again, it's the same, similar story to the junior Bruins. The recipe is there. Say, is it a, a team that's willing to grind? A team that's willing to battle? I've seen them in person. They're physical. They've got fight in them. So I, I think they're they're built for a pretty good run.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the success of the back-to-backs right when you can see that split series a lot of times when you're winning that back-end game it talks about coach Paul Peckman behind the bench right and the work he's putting in right with the Wisconsin Rapids team it's the ability to make those adjustments it's the ability to put his guys in a position to win that he continues to do when you got guys like William Tricarico at the top of it with 25 points and, and Falkied with 17 and Sebastian Potter and and John and Matt LaJoy like this is a team that can get it done. You got Brian and Net with a nine four five stage percentage. Like I think they, I think they have enough. They're a good postseason team. They're built right now as a postseason team, a team that if you outshoot them, they can still beat you. A team that can play a little bit of physical hockey, right? And they want to play low scoring hockey games. They want to, they want to drag it out. They want it to be, a, they want it to be a tough experience every time you walk into Wisconsin Rapids, into their home rink. The key for them. They're at 18 right now because I know, and I'm sure they know the importance of getting a home series or two in the postseason, right? And playing in that building is tough. It's a great fan base. It's an incredible group. And they're a group that's in the top 10 in the hashtag holiday follow challenge right now, showing just how good they are. Coach Paul Peckman, the Wisconsin Rapids River Kings, back inside the top 20. At number 17, head to head games, the I Santee Outlaws, who are 1 0 against Wisconsin this year.
1: Yeah. You know, and I they're. They're another tough team, but they got a lot of offensive talent. They can really make it hurt when they decide to turn it on. They're a team that it seems like there's almost two versions of right now, right? They, they come out and they dominate again, huge wins, including one against the havoc against the mullets. And then, and then some, some losses along the way as well. You got losses to the ducks, to a good MJDP team, to the blades and the mullets. So when you have that situation, again, these split series wins, it's, it's a good thing. You're in the top 20, but it kind of limits the ceiling a little bit until you can clean up those wins on the back end. It's a confusing team. It's Jekyll and Hyde right Yeah, right? You can call them
0: the ice Riddle, right? <laughs> they're great when they're great. They have their struggles when they struggle. Like, Beimers in net, nine-two-three 2 sage percentage, 10-3-1. Like, that's a great guy you have there with Hoagland behind him. Tyler Schmidt with 55 points. Like, when Schmidt's on, they win. When Parnell's on, they win. When McClanahan's on, they win. When Peyton Andrews is going, they win. They've got the guys there that can carry to a victory. Tyler Berglund, Colton Kane. Like, you look at all Jets. Like, they've got plenty of talent in that room. It's just, what team shows up on any given night? I mean, they took it to Hudson. Like, Hudson outshot them but they got the job done in net and they did the little things to win a hockey game. They grabbed the shorthanded goal in that one. They can do the things needed to win hockey games. It's just, will they put the full 60 together each time they go out there? That's what keeps them from being top 10 right now. That's what keeps them at 17. But this Isanti team, when they are on, they are on, they sit at first place in the Midwest, West right now, number 16, we go to the mountains, climb Lucas, climb. We're going to Ogden to watch the Mustangs Trample on.
1: And this mountain division is is just getting better and better, right? They are preparing for that NCDC West moniker to be officially placed on them for next season. I think they've responded to that challenge by by improving a lot of what they do and, and just getting better overall. And Ogden is an example of that. 132 goals for 6 3 one in their last 10. The division is splitting more and more series this year, which is a good thing, as we talked about, a good thing for the division overall. More series that get split, the better for the entire division. I think Ogden is a, a team that can compete on any given night against any given team. Especially
0: when Owen Yancey's between the pipes, 11-1-0, 2.21 goals against average, a 9-2-8 saves percentage. He's got two shutties on the year and 386 saves made. You look at Voy- uh, Voyatis, who's got 37 points, Jake Muir, who is a name we know well, with 51 on the year, is a Euro two in his age-out season. This is a guy who's going to make an NCAA coach somewhere absolutely ecstatic. Like Teddy Hember, Jacob Williams, Jared Weissert, Luke Foss, Andrew Alonzo. This team gets it done each day. Foss is so good at the blue line as a defenseman. Like Ogden technically could be in front of our 15 team, but head-to-head on aggregate scoring, (laughs) they win by one goal and they were on the road. So you kind of like one and a half goals, the Pueblo Bulls at 15.
1: Yeah. Then that's what it came down to, right? We're one step away from having to figure out who had more yellow cards on the season in order to to figure out that, that standing, but uh, because of the head to head, because it was an away game for Pueblo, they, they get the nod here. Um, And I think Pueblo is in the same boat, right? You look at these two teams and they're pretty equal along, along most guidelines. Pueblo has got a lot of speed. They've got size. They're willing to play physical and eight, one and one in their last 10, certainly a good resume.
0: Yeah, I mean, Scott Bougarin, they ain't booing. They say i when he's on the ice. 34 points for him. Thomas Soucy, it's still one of my favorite names in the game. 32 for him. Axel Clayson, the Axeman along with Alexander Sand and the Sandman, the two men right there making things happen. You got Max Edvardson, you got Marsiglio, Rylan Markham. This is a Pueblo team that you don't want to have to play in Pueblo. If I'm Ogden, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that I got, if I'm Northern Colorado, if I'm anybody, I don't want to have to go to Pueblo and play a playoff series. That I know for sure. I want nothing to do with that. That is a great building to play in. It is one of the, Best places in the planet when it comes to home crowd atmosphere. What Mr. Will is doing out there, what the whole team out there in Pueblo is doing—they got their own stinking shop down the street. The Bulls continue to rage on, up by one goal on Ogden on the year. So next time they play, that might just change things. But we'll see. Alex Timmons, Lucas Bjork, and Ned have had a good season as well. Pueblo at fifteen. Let's go to fourteen. Major Dan to ground control. It's the Fort Wayne Spaceman floating through the air and they're scoring in the most peculiar way. And things in Fort Wayne feel different today because they just beat Toledo on Metro, Lucas. Again,
1: I'm, I'm just I'm just always waiting to see how far you're willing to take it. How, much, know how many how many high notes do you have? How much range do you got? How many lyrics not do enough. you remember? Not <laughs> enough. Not enough of any of those three, I would say. Well, I mean, first of all, the the sock game on Fort Wayne as a whole they they started in a game. Kaylee Schrock made it onto a game that his team was not a part of the the blue and pink argyle pattern game changer a little bit of the old school a little bit of the new rock school. game well that's going to be all for us folks it's been a good run but uh <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. yeah at fort wayne they they're putting it together they beat toledo beat battle creek beat metro i mean that is when you talk about resumes that that certainly puts you to the top of the pile and in terms of the midwest east uh, they're they're leading that in a lot in a lot more ways than just the teams they've beaten recently record points goals for streaks they've got it all the main piece to the puzzle for this team defenseman noah main 18
0: goals 19 assists it is not every day that you've got a defenseman who leads your team in point getting by 12 total points 1.76 per game for the young man two shorthanded goals three power play goals 11 power places two of those goals are game winners He's an age out, and if I'm a coach that's missing out on Noah Maine, I'm missing out on a game-changing player for my entire organization, for my institution, for my college somewhere. Get to Noah Maine right now and lock this young man down, man. This kid is so good on and off the ice, does everything right for this Fort Wayne team. He's a special, special Special player for the spaceman. You look at Sam Tetro, another defenseman. He's second in point getting with 25. The first point getting forward that you see on that list is 22 from Antoine Fournier. Logan Robbins, Kyle Remo, Thomas Turgeon in net. They've got Bryce Dunnigan yet again doing things, making things happen. This is a really stellar Fort Wayne squad that, again, kind of like Isanti, has its ups, has its downs, but when they are on, they are locked on. Watch out for the spacemen the rest of the way. Let's go to number 13. When you go 19 and 0, I don't care where you play. I don't care who you are, what you did, as long as you're the Vernal Oilers, the Oily Boys, 13th overall at 19 and 0 in the Northwest.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, hashtag Oily Boys. We didn't mean for it to happen, but it happened anyway. I it mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, in 19 straight wins. That's it. That's all I got, Dan. Back to you. Alex
0: Rene Bartakovics, one of the best players in the country right now with 54 points. And you want to talk about why do I say one of? Because the best player in the country right now might be Antonio Tarantino, young man who played with Ogden and played with Ontario last season in the USPHL premiere. 13-0. 454 shot attempts against him. He stopped. Everyone except for 24. He's got a two goals against average, a 947 saves percentage. And to do that without posting a shutout yet this season, that just tells you this guy's consistent, right? He's not the big game, small game guy. This guy is every day, nose to the grindstone, puts in the work, gets the job done. The coaching staff there absolutely adores this kid. Coach Janello is a former Jersey guy. And I know that the Vernal Oilers are the real deal because I asked this man one big question for any Jersey guy. I asked him, what do you call that that stuff that you put on a breakfast sandwich with egg and cheese on a bagel? And he said he calls it pork roll because that's the name and that's it. And that's why Vernal should have been number one, Lucas, because it's a pork <laughs> roll. But they're at 13 right now, continuing to work their way up the ladder and dominating the Northwest Division. This Oilers team is the real deal, and they're super young, folks. This is a young roster, big future. Watch out for the Oilers. Let's go to number 12, cracking the top 20 for the first time this season. I can't remember the last time they lost the New York Aviators.
1: Yeah, they are. they're, they're moving right now. And they're doing it the only way the aviators really know how, which is uh, taking a whole bunch of goals and dumping them right on you. Right. This is fast hockey. This is good hockey. It's offensive hockey. And there's a, there's a lot of strategy that goes in on the back end. You really got You really should watch some aviators games because it is well worth it for scouts, for fans of the game. They're putting up points in bunches. They're beating a lot of good teams, taking care of business day in, day out.
0: Hunter Scanlon, you look at the defenseman with 26 points on the year. Matthias Raquel with 48. He's got two and a half per game right now. Lucas Oliver Monk with 33 points. Christopher Freiberg, like you look at B- uh, Bixelius, like you look at Sterling Nash. This is just such a good team. Maxim Semenko like Winterberg up there. This team doesn't stop. You got Marino and net who sees a lot of shots with the way this aviators team plays. They'll go six on three against you. If you let them go five on three in the power play. So you better stay out of the box. Like this team could have been higher right now. The biggest thing is when they've had those big testing moments on the schedule, drop two to wilkes Bear, right? You've you had a big testing moment against the Rockets hockey club. You're defending Premier Champs. Champs dropped one of them. Like, the resume games are important to get cracked that top 10. That's the only thing right now holding the aviators back. They're winning in bunches. That next step is winning those big games that they will have plenty of chances at, plenty of swings at the rest of the way. Let's go to number 11, a team that's had some big wins this season, the Potomac Patriots at number 11.
1: Yeah, they they have had some big wins. And and you start to get now, as you get higher up, you get into these like these pods. We talked about it in the elite, where you've got a couple of teams that Feel like it could be a toss-up, and you have to find something that differentiates them. And I think for for Potomac, they've got four wins against Hampton Roads, two wins against Nashville. They've lost to the Rush. Um, that's a team we'll hear about a little bit later. But I just think for Potomac, they're uh, you know we started off the season by saying they're having a moment. Now they're having a season, and now you know you're getting into a space where they're continuing to dominate. It's a Potomac team that's just not going away, and they're doing it in one of the hardest divisions in the USPHL. Some teams have a brick wall in that, they've got an igloo.
0: And it's Iglosky. I'm calling him the human igloo here. I mean, it's, this is the igloo. He's building ice bricks in front of the net. It's even more on brand with hockey than being like a mason and putting bricks up there. Igloski's 9-2-1-0, save percentage, two shutties on the year. He's been stellar. You look at this team, Valerie Niebu, a name we know well as an 2 Jacob Johansson. You look at Nemov, you look at Nystrom, Smith, Borodenko, Showlander, who is the human Showlander, man. You like Kingsbury, he's, he's reigning supreme at the blue line with 18 assists, not one goal. He makes things happen for others from the blue line. Gustav Sandberg, I love this roster in Potomac. I love what R. j. Ziegler. I love what Gratz is doing. Gratz is my boy, not just because he will keep me safe in any situation, <laughs> but because also he's just a he's a beauty man. Like Gratz is putting in the work there. Number eleven, the Potomac Patriots. let's go to ten. This is the furthest back this team has fallen since the inception of the power rankings, the Metro Jets, Lucas.
1: Yeah, and it's just due to a couple of tough losses, right? But it's they're not having the season they're used to, certainly. It's tough to justify on the surface because of the impressive numbers that they have, 112 goals for, 25 goals allowed. But 7-3-0 in their last 10, including the loss to Toledo and the loss to Fort Wayne, kind of shows you that this Metro team, they can be beat. Um, still gonna be difficult, but I think they have a lot to they don't have a lot. They have a little bit they've got to fix, and I think they should start to rebound on that number.
0: Yeah, and you you look at Fluteau, you look at the guys that are gonna step in, like when they're on, they're on, man. They're they're unstoppable when things yeah. are for them. We saw them against the Moose. We were on the bench for that game. Like they took that game under control from start to finish. We saw them against the Hudson Havoc do the same thing. It's very again. Metro Jets are uh, one of those teams that are held to a different level of standard, right? right. And we talked about a Moose win dominating for performance and a Hudson Havoc dominating performance on your schedule, on your resume in the same month. Not many other teams would drop back. Metro does solely because, you know, you lose that game to Fort Wayne. You feel like you don't have enough of those resume performances on the schedule just yet. You're going to get a bunch more chances. You're playing Toledo Friday night. Go be yeah. Toledo. I guarantee you, you move yourself right back up. It's able to be done on the ice. I love seeing things get proven on the ice. Schaumberger, Nutzel, Mochnick, Kott. These guys will have the chance to do it on the ice. Barrowick, the 20-point getter at the centerman position. Yarny, this is a big, big player on this roster. This is a guy who's going to make things happen as a year 2003. I know they believe in him. There's been times this year where... It's, it's up in the air whether MJDP or Metro is the better team in that building right now with how good MJDP has been. That's not a, a knock on Metro. It's a plus for MJDP. That's how good they've been. And MJDP probably is in this top 20 just behind the Fort Wayne Spacemen. If they don't drop two right before the power rankings to Motor City, who just barely missed out. They were probably 21 and 22, those two teams in this power ranking setup. This will be an interesting run the rest of the way for the Metro Jets. A difficult month of December in front of them. Let's see how they form. Number nine, let's go to Florida to the Eels at number nine, Lucas. This is an interesting one here because roster wise, I think we both agree they're a top five team in the country, but some ups and downs yet again, just another team hitting some bumps along the road in the middle of a season.
1: Yeah. And and when you look at these teams that are normally very dominant and they hit the bumps in the road, we'll say it again. It's a good thing, right? It's a good thing for the league as a whole. The Florida Eels and Metro Jets might not agree with us, but the Florida Eels right now, 6-3-0-1 in their last 10. Offense is clicking, defense is right there. They're winning good games. They're they're getting to the shootout maybe a little more than they'd like. I think that might be their biggest thing. If they can start cleaning up some more games in regulation, and then again in overtime, what they've put together can shine a little bit more. I like to call the shootout the most exciting coin flip in sports. But I I think that's their biggest thing. Got to clean up these games and regulation.
0: Tell you what, it's not going to be an easy trip out of that Florida division right now. Atlanta's really difficult. They are a physical team and difficult to deal with. They were just barely outside the top 20. Tampa's just barely outside the top 20. Florida Junior Blades, just barely outside the top 20. Like, this is a team that they have a, if they're the one seed, that four seed's not going to be easy. If they're a two seed, that three seed's certainly not going to be easy. Colin Patterson, Easton Moore, Noah Tray, Maverick, Krupe, they've got the depth, Hennessy, Kiwasu, Salmonen, Budgel, Bazovi, Goddard, Innet, the big man, Duncan Rollman, when he gets on a roll, man, that's important. He's got 295 shots faced, he's only let 23 go by, he's got a 225 and a 922. Watch out for the Florida Eagles down the rest of the way. Their performance against Tampa this past weekend, a little bit of a statement maker for the boys in Florida. I think that might have been a wake-up call for the entire roster, so I think I expect them to go from nine to a top three potentially by the end of the month of December, Lucas. That's going to be my bold prediction in the power rankings this week. Fresno monsters at number eight. No, you don't get to talk
1: again. We had a rule. I I get to make one point. I get one point a show and I'm about to make it. The, The top 10, now that we've expanded the premiere to 20, the top 10 has a lot more variability than it used to you're going to see these big swings. You're going to see teams move four, five, six spots in a month because when they play other teams in the top 20, those become statement games. Just be, just the same way that losing one or two games causes you to fall five or six spots in that top 10, I think the same amount of wins could boost you five or six spots. So if you're Metro, if you're Potomac, if you're Florida right now and you're seeing yourself move around quite a bit, it's it's not a linear scale. Wait, is it? Be, myself. be mad at Luke. It's okay. I'm going to cut this part out. You forget I added everything. I can, I can actually change that post-it note to say whatever I want.
0: It's a reminder for myself to be mad at Lucas <laughs> for making his point. Number eight, the Fresno monsters. But I agree with your point, Lucas, it, it, it is going to be variable. And one of those variations is a team like the monsters who have just dominated in a month. Last month we were talking, we were singing the praises of Ontario and San Diego. So when you go out there and you win six out of six against those two teams and nine out of nine in the month, it's you, you can't downplay Ontario and San Diego. They're two great rosters. You got to upplay Fresno. This team's the real deal with the monsters yet again.
1: Yeah, we basically uh we basically called out targets like a like a sniper spotter a little bit for Fresno. We told them the teams they had to beat and they went and they beat them, right? 15-0. One and oh is the streak they're on in their last 16, doubling their goals for to goals against beating everybody out there. They're they're fast and they're fun to watch. This isn't your like your
0: granddad's Fresno Monsters either. Like in past years, they've got those video game number stats, and of course, Christopher Moraldo's doing that with fifty-seven points, two point five a game, fifteen power play goals. That's ridiculous. Eight of his goals this year have won a game. That's even more ridiculous. But you look at Jacob Dagnon, the defenseman with thirty-four points as the number two scorer. Like, yes, that's really good. It's a point and a half a game. But like, th- this is a team last year with three different guys that touched the hundred point total plus, right? So it's like. This is a team that can win the defensive game this year. And it's coming from the net. It's coming from these net minders like Ben's pal and Ethan Jordan, who've had successful seasons in the Pacific and seeing Fresno able to win, not just the shootout, but to win the close game, to win the game where the offense maybe doesn't show up. That is such a different look for this monsters team. And it makes them just that a monster heading into the postseason, heading into the second half of the year, Fresno, I can't wait to see them in Vegas. We'll have a game call for them, Lucas. That's going to be an exciting one. Fresno versus Vegas in Vegas. Let's go to number seven, though. How about the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Knights in the top 10 in both the Elite and the Premier? Yet again, this organization just continues to put together winning rosters.
1: Yeah, you know, they they had a, a bit of a light November, but it doesn't take away from what they've done all season long, right? They've they've won all their games that they've needed to win. They're 10, 10 and 0 in their last 10 games, and they're dominating defensively. They're keeping good offensively based teams in check. So I think that this is a team that's just looking to repeat what they did last year. Yeah, and you got Tate Carmen
0: there in net. That's the difference maker. CJ Reed at the blue line, who's a lockdown defenseman out of Alaska. You've got Aiden Darlington, Michael Lorico, Landon Reed, Jonathan Meyer, like Dittenhafer. You've got you've got more. You got Moreau. You got Berkey. They they got plenty of scoring. They got plenty of depth on this team. You're you're gonna have trouble every time you play Wiltshire. Bear. And right now, the difference between Wilkes and the New York Aviators, Wilkes at seven, the Aviators at 12, is two games. They played each other twice, and Wilkes is undefeated against the Aviators. So Mike Stanaway, I can guarantee you he'll take that personally, and he'll want to go out there and grab W's, and his roster will respond. I'm always a big Aviator guy. You know that. I've always, always kind of, I just, I love anybody who's willing to go six on three in a power play. I love anybody who will pull net minders in crazy situations. And I love anybody who's playing video game style offense. Why I love Fresno, it's why I love the Aviators. Wolfsburg does it on both ends. They continue to do it on both ends. They have been successful. Speaking of success, let's go to number six. We talk about those those losses, those ups and downs. It's another team that's done that. They stay at six for now because we like the roster they've got in place. The Hudson Havoc, Lucas. They could have dropped further. They dropped to six for now.
1: Yeah, Hudson. It feels like at this at this space at this at this level, teetering on the edge a little bit right? 6-4-0 oh in their last 10. For our top 10 teams, there's a high bar set. Hudson will agree that they set that bar for themselves. Good wins in the month, wins against the River Kings, the Moose, MJDP, the Blue Ox, but then some tough losses as well, right? And, and all the losses have been in their last 10. So for Hudson, this is now kind of your, your bounce back time. You got to make December count. Leading
0: point getters are defenseman Jacob Jakuz, the former River King, moves down to Hudson. Twenty points for him. Jackson Caritch with nineteen. Tarozzi and eighteen. Dove eighteen. Hart eighteen. Crook seventeen. Stewart sixteen. Anderson fifteen. Palmersheim, 15, Eisenstark, 14, Verzecki, 13, Benson, 10. That's 12 different players in double digits in point getting with the highest being 20, the lowest being 10. That's called balance and scoring. And speaking of unbalanced, it's trying to score against Nate Gulsvig, who's got a 0.82 goals against average and a 9.53 saves percentage with four shutouts in eight of his games played. This is a team that's doing it really well right now. They've had their blips on the radar, right? They've had their moments where where they've kind of not shown up. But every coach I've talked to who has played Hudson talks about their ability to play difficult down low, right? When they get the puck deep, it is tough to stop them. They control the game from there. And when you can do that, you can win big games against any team. Hudson's got that ability. They stay at six for now. To number five. Charlotte rush. We both had them at five here, Lucas. They kind of fall into the same boat as Metro on a lot of occasions where they're kind of judged on a little bit of a different grading scale. Nicholas Anderson and net with a 9-3-0 and a two four three goals against talk to me about the Charlotte rush.
1: Well, five, 4 one and zero oh in their last 10, right? Three losses against Richmond. They took one win from them. Good wins against Potomac against Carolina, but yeah, I mean, when now you're in the top five, you're at a whole different level here, right? So for Charlotte, that last 10, maybe a little bit of a worry, maybe a little bit of a concern, but certainly doesn't erase the body of work from the entire season. Doesn't erase the fact that they nearly doubled their goals, four goals against They're playing lights out hockey right now, just maybe one or two of the lights may be sneaking through from time to time, but December is a reset month for, for a lot of our top teams. Yeah, similar to the elite side for the
0: rush, the defenseman doing a lot of the point getting, right? With Dylan Ray at 21 and Peter Keese, the former Blue Ox, at 18. Look at the top of the point sheet, 40 points on the year, 30 assists for Livio Azevedo, who's living La Vida Loca right now with how good he's been with the puck on his stick. He's a game-changing creator with the puck. 10 power play assists, one shorthanded goal, one shorthanded assist, two game winners for him on the season as a year 2003. He's a guy that'd be on every list I had as an NCAA scout. Hunter Berry, this guy is just picking when he wants to score and getting it done. 15 goals in the year, 37 points. Shane Adler, Former Hampton Rose Whaler moves over here at the right wing. Eight goals, 20 assists. Rhett Ebgen, Carter Schram. This team's got a lot of ability to score the pocket with Nick Anderson between the pipes, similar to Duncan Rollman, similar to Tate Carmen, similar to Galsvig. Like, they've always got a chance to win when you got a netminder like that. Another team that's always got a chance to win, and they've certainly done it a lot of late, Lucas. They're number one in the elite. They're number four in the premier. Northern Cyclones and Bill Wyand. Tell me why, and they ain't nothing but the Cyclones. Tell me why, and they can never be sent home with an L. Bill Wyand's winning all the games, but he says he likes basketball better anyway. How's that?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> um, stunning truly truly big basketball fan that's fine i don't think him being a basketball fan makes up for what we all just had to sit through but you know what maybe we could all do to cleanse cleanse kind of our our listening palate we can go watch some northern cyclones hockey because it's pretty good hockey right now they're on a 13 game win streak 16 1 0 and 0 in their 17 games good for 32 points and it's just classic Cyclones hockey, right? It's it's defensively sound, offensively they they come through in situations when they need to, and and they're only lost the season to the Bruins, right, on October sixteenth. So I'd say that's a pretty good body of work.
0: Yeah, October sixteenth is the last time they lost. It's it's December sixth while we're taping, it. it'll be even later when this airs. And the Boston Junior Bruins are at nineteen, so their only loss as a top twenty team a month and a half ago. That's ridiculous, right, Jeffrey Fillion. Try to fill the nets with him between the pipes. A so 9-3-2 saves percentage of 179 goals again. So they get the net minding. He's 9-1. Lucas, I think I think burning the lead, the reason why I love singing my Bill Wyand song is because I've never heard a human being's last name mispronounced by more people that know him very close. Oh my gosh. Than Bill <laughs> I have heard Wheeland. I have heard Weand. I have heard uh, Wenand. I have heard Wheeler. I have heard... Which is not I, even close. Wy- Wyand. Like I have heard everything. It is Bill Wyand until he tells me any differently. Get the name right. You come into my house, you get our coaches' names right. Bill Wyand, Simon Rolk, Scotty Swain, Max Abramson. Connor Crawford, Billy Doherty, Adam Scarta, Justin Trombley. Come on, man. This team's good. Benjamin Orgel, like, it's just, it's nonstop. Set the Roscoe at the blue line yet again for the Northern Cyclones. Spencer Craig, too. Garrett Connor. Like, just get out of the way when these boys are on the ice. The Cyclones are rolling right now. Roll clones, number three. They lost to Hudson when they played them head-to-head. But this Utah team continues to be. Not an outlier, but the guy. There's that guy who said, you're not that guy, pal. Utah might be that guy, pal. They are they got 22-1-0, oh, is it Lucas, or 22-2-0-1? Oh, and and I mean, this team, yeah, 22-2-0-1 oh, outliers have been stellar in the mountain.
1: Yeah, they they are the guy right now in the mountain. Uh, they're just so consistently dominant. 9-1-0-0 oh, oh in their last 10. Just scoring a bunch. We talked about the 2-1. to one. Goal differential to to or two two to one goals four goals allowed they're working on three to one right now one thirty five to forty nine right and in a mountain division that we've spent the last forty minutes telling you is great so that should that should kind of tell you where we think Utah's at
0: look at the net miners Nathan Dickey and Marco Felicetti like Felicetti 904 and zero Nathan Dickey eight and eight zero one with a one 5 goals against a 9-2-6 and three shutties. Like, these two are stellar. So you're getting net mining in a mountain division that's all about offense at times, and it just hasn't been because Utah's been too good defensively. Miles McHugh with 41 points, Leighton Pettypiece. William Cohen is stellar. He's a 35-point guy. I've heard a lot about him from college scouts everywhere. He's the year 2003. Nicholas Schwab at 31 points. Waldhauser, the bulldelser. Kale Delzer, man, this guy doesn't need to eat any kale. This guy's eating flat-out T-bone steaks every day. With the way he's hitting people on the ice with twenty-eight points, Lucas Wejat, like Einerson, that's Magnus right there. Matt Kepke, these boys are absolutely rolling right now. Utah at number three. Let's go to the top two. Who will be number one? Let's start at number two. Here come. The generals rise up the Richmond generals, number two, overall nationally. When you beat the rush three out of four in the same month, you make a statement for yourself. And I think RC, he likes that. The Kirk Cousins reference.
1: Yeah. I mean, Richmond, they're just, they're having themselves a season. They really are. Right. The the consistency, I think, is what their biggest strength is, is that even when they do lose, they're not getting they're not getting blown out of the water. They're not getting crushed. Right. They are in every game until the moment that final whistle is there. And I think a lot of what their success has been has been because, A, they're tested in a very tough division. Right. We've talked about that already. But B, I think, is that when they do go and and play, a, you know, a couple other teams, they do well there. They be, they play the Rockets Hockey Club. They beat the Rockets Hockey Club, right? They don't have the same diversity in their schedule they do in previous years, but it just goes to show you that that they're a top team and probably a team that everybody should be scouting at this point if your eyes are on Nationals.
0: They're a plus sixty three goal differential in the only division in the usphl premier to have four representatives make this top 20. so that that's a big that's a big number right there right like you you look at some of the other guys out there like utah's plus 86 in the division with three that's why they're sitting at number three right now this richmond team is a national title contender if i've ever seen one like you you look down this richmond roster and it's just it's a, it's an embarrassment of riches for this team. Garrett McCabe, Jack McCandless, Hamockers throwing haymakers out there. Matthew, that's Jacob Hall, Maddox Goody, Austin Sawyer, David Hoffteaser, Joe Petit. Cameron Williams, Alex Honstoff, Jonathan Biber. Like, you look at Dupuis, you look at DeCalloway, O'Donohue, you look at Hicks, you look at Wilding, Who's moved up from time to time to play there for a game or two when he's filling in for folks. Like, this team, just so stellar. Jaden Lee and Lenny Perno in net. Neither goaltender has allowed more than two goals against 1.93 for Lee, 1.98 for Perno, the goaltending inferno, 9.32 sage percentage for Perno, 9.37 for Lee, three shoutouts for Lenny Perno, all with Dan K on the mic. Just a reminder for Richmond fans, this is number two. I still have not received my apartment offer for Richmond. Instead, I've only been chirped by Richmond because people don't understand common math and how seating works in nationals tournaments. <laughs>
1: Well, I think they might be working on that apartment. I've heard some rumblings about a uh, a spacious 25 square foot closet um, at Ooh. RC's house that has, I wouldn't call it a bed. I'd call it maybe a comfy chair that he's got you situated on.
0: Let's go for it, man. Let's go for it. <laughs> there, I will bring shutouts galore to Richmond. But when you talk shutouts galore, when you talk dominating performances, when you talk right now, who I would put my money behind as the number one team in the premier. This is the second time in program history that this has happened since, since they've been in the USPHL and this organization, man, you want to talk about doing things right. You want to talk about working hard. You want to talk about a community that gets behind their organization. You want to talk about a group of guys that can just get out and dominate an offensive game. They can dominate a defensive battle. They can be physical. They can be skillful. They can do every little thing. And you know what? It's Miller time in the USPHL premier Lucas. That's what time it is. It's the Toledo Cherokee at number one and Holy Toledo was this probably the only easy decision we had to make this month in the premier. This team is that good with Frank Murphy and net.
1: Yeah, they're, they're just dominating just flat out dominating. Right. We used the, the three to one goals, four to goals against as a standard try four to one, right? 34 goals given up in, in 20 games. And yeah. with the schedule that they've had is a truly impressive, truly impressive defensive effort. And then to dump 127 goals, you're, you're looking at over, over five, getting over six goals a game. That is consistency that is dominance, that is skill and, you know, watching them play, watching them make the adjustments as well. You know, being in Detroit, watching them make adjustments on the ice, on the fly, being on the bench with the coaching staff, they've got it all firing right now. I, I don't know if there's many teams out there that if you gave Toledo a three game series could beat them. And yeah. I don't know if there's many teams that could beat them one up. Yeah. I would want to play them. This is the, this is number
0: one. On the list of teams I wouldn't want to have to deal with right now in the USPHL premiere. When you lose guys like Bailey Bird and and Joey Cormier amongst a multitude of other incredibly talented players from last year's roster... And you just come back with Nicholas Milhorn and Jason Crossland stepping right in, making things happen. And Amar and McNamara and Logelfo and Cameron Reel. And then you snag Frank Murphy and you put him between the pipes and he goes sub two with the goals against average and stops everything that moves. And then Cameron Reel, who's just an absolute beauty of a guy, dude, who wins the star of the game of the NK show and the body trick flow player of the week. <laughs> both at the same time, and says, this stuff never happens to me. I'm not this good. It's just that's the blue-collar attitude. That's the lunch pail to work. It could be anybody's day, any night with this Toledo roster. You, you, just, you just don't know who's going to be the hero in that room, and they don't care who it is. That's the big thing. That's what Kenny Miller is able to buy out of these guys, right? He's able to show these guys that it doesn't matter who the guy is each night. It matters that we win. It matters that we're number one. And it's that mentality in Toledo that has allowed them to go three and one against the Metro Jets, one of the toughest teams on the planet each and every year. It's that mentality that's put Toledo in a space right now, halfway through the season. They're the national championship favorites, Lucas. You look at the schedule coming up ahead for them. They play Metro Friday night. Metro can immediately make us look dumb. They can take it to <laughs> them right away. That's 1v10 in the country. Then they play Columbus on the road. The Minnesota Blue Hawks, a tough battle on the road at the uh, the Chicago Showcase. The Minnesota Squatch in Chicago. Pueblo Bulls, which is a top 20 matchup. And the Northern Colorado Eagles. Their schedule ahead, tough. Then they go down to Florida and they play in Tampa against the Junior Blades, the River Kings, the Atlanta Madhatters, and the Florida Eels, a lot of good hockey to be played. That Toledo Florida Eels game by January 8th might be a 1v2 matchup with the way those two teams can play. This team right now, what I will say for Toledo fans, 40% of the time, the midseason point power rankings, which is right now, have predicted the national champion at number one. 40% of the time. Not 50 50, but if Toledo did make it, it would go above the 50 percentile so we'll see no we'll pressure no pressure. Just try to make us look smart let's go back to that top 20 number one the cherokee number two the richmond generals number three the utah outliers at four the cyclones five the charlotte rush six those Hudson havoc seven the wilkes barre scranton knights eight the fresno monsters nine the florida eels ten the metro jets eleven the potomac patriots twelve the aviators 13, those Oily Boys, 14, the Fort Wayne Spacemen, number 15, the Pueblo Bulls, number 16, the Ogden Mustangs, 17, the Outlaws of Sante. 18, those Wisconsin Rapids, River Kings, 19, the Boston Junior Bruins, and the Carolina Junior Canes rounded out at 20. That's your top 20 that's our episode those are our power rankings you don't agree go to at the underscore the nk show twitter facebook instagram and tiktok and argue with us right now get to it you want to praise us i will certainly take some praise after after all this time and hard work through halfway through the season we're always tired at this point holiday follow challenge keep on voting the hashtag holiday follow challenge as of taping today as of taping today, the Nashville Spartans still sit in first place nationwide in their first ever season in the USPHL premiere. And Elite, keep on voting. Hashtag Holiday File Challenge at those pages. GMU Sport, USPHL 22, a checkout for 22% off. Body Trick, go to body-trick.com today to find out more about the greatest in the biz. Selly Saltzberg salt sprinkle on your next meal uh All these things. Uh, what am I missing? Remastered Sleep, Dan K. Show at checkout for 10% off. It's the water bottle of your dreams. When Dan K isn't a mic, most of the times it's hockey night.
1: Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K. Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankeshow.com.